0: It's Victory
2: Monday! That's a live look at the Tostitos Championship Plaza outside in front of the Ford Center where it is still cold in DFW, but it is hot in here because the Cowboys took down the Philadelphia Eagles in What we thought was going to be kind of a low scoring matchup actually turned out to be a shootout. 40 to 34, the Cowboys pulled the victory out uh, on Christmas Eve. Santa brought us a nice little gift. We're going to run through this entire football game. But, fellas, how are you doing? How was Christmas? How were your holidays? Family's good. Did Santa bring you anything, Nate? Oh,
1: yeah, man. Just. Every time I wake up, it's Santa. Santa's got big things. Man, I look over there at my beautiful wife and say, thank you, Santa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Right. I hear you.
2: Oh, right. Hold on. We're going to get to 11? Let me get my boy, Kurt. Oh, no, yeah, no nice. I said, but
1: anyway, that was it yo, for yo, me. That's, okay, that's, that's, that's it always, for you. Yeah. It was You nice. know, about like me doing with the, um, you know, I thought we'd get 15 pieces
3: of shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I, I, be, I believe that all year.
2: <laughs> Kurt, how was your, how was your holiday it was to great. Christmas?
3: A great time with the family and kids and all that. I had a really nice time. got uh, maybe my best Christmas present was uh, about a two-and-a-half-hour nap yeah. a, on a Sunday afternoon yeah, in the middle of the day. Oh, good. relaxed. Yeah. It was fun.
2: Do you have, a, do you have a weighted blanket? You know, I don't like—we have them, but I don't really like it. It's too much. I, I got a weighted blanket, and I love it. Do you? What is a weighted my, blanket? My wife That's exactly loves it, what it sounds like.
3: It's just real heavy. It
2: it's a heavier uh, blanket. Oh, okay, okay. It's like a, it's like my, a fat man blanket. No, no, no not, not a fat man no. blanket. It's like
1: a fat man, get heavier and heavier. It's,
2: yeah. it's it's like when you lay on top of now. Yeah, playing. Like, stop, stop. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, No, but no, a weighted blanket. It's it's just a heavier. It's a heavier blanket. It's like sometimes when you go to like if you get an MRI or something like that or mm-hmm. the dentist, they'll put that weighted yeah. pressure on top of you to calm you and yeah. to relax yeah. you of the anxiety. It just
1: make me nervous. Been anyway, so, yeah.
2: in Well, yeah. So I uh, yeah. You got one of those. Yeah,
3: yeah I, took of a, nice. I took
2: I took. am like you. I took a really good nap yeah. underneath the weighted blanket. So it, it really it's it's a good um, but. Chris Beam? Jesse uh, kept his
1: family out of the Christmas, but anyway. That's Chris, <laughs> Chris Beam, how about you?
4: Um, it was tough because we didn't have water for two days. And oh, stinks. Wow. We had some wow. frozen pipes at the house, so it was a little cold. Oh. So we were just struggling with no water. Man. No water with two kids. Yeah. That's so not the in-laws wow. were supposed to come up. They heard we had no water. They said, we'll see you next weekend.
2: <laughs> were you happy about
1: that, though? No, nah, I rather had a running water than in-laws. Sometimes <laughs> <those> in-laws. <laughs>
3: no, nah, that's all good. I like yeah. in-laws. They're okay. Cool. All so. right. Was all it right. your house only, or like the neighborhood, or?
4: Um, the neighbor had one pipe frozen in his kitchen, but mm. everybody else, I think there was a f- f- here and there, basically. Okay. So it, it came back on two hour, an hour before kickoff. My wife texts me. She's like, "We got the water back." So this was nice. Nice. When I got home on Christmas Day, or uh, Christmas Eve, it was up.
2: Nice, 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 nice. And we hope all of you had a very merry Christmas as well. I know the victory did a lot for a lot of people, but don't forget this segment is brought to you by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Nate's mouth is wide open because the Denver Broncos had just fired their head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, I talked to Chris Beam and I were talking in the hallway. He said, well, yeah, they announced it today, but it kind of happened like three weeks ago. It's kind of been building up. Uh, you, you knew that he wasn't going to – survive this this bad stretch of football and you can't fire Russell Wilson because you paid him 300 million dollars. so mm. it always that's how it always goes when, when a guy makes a bunch of money, you got to fire the head coach and now the swirling will begin of who'll be the net head coach of the Denver Broncos but we don't have to worry about that here in Dallas because our head coach was victorious Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys beat the Philadelphia Eagles at home on Christmas Eve. To keep the hopes alive for the Cowboys, potentially, Mm. maybe, possibly, you're saying there's a chance, (laughs) to win the the division. We talked about this all week long and before we left um, on Friday. We talked about was this a confidence builder? Was this game a confidence builder that the Cowboys needed heading into the tail end of this season with the playoffs looming right around the corner? Nate, you said yes. Kurt, you said yes. Mm -hmm. I said yes. Coming out of this football game, tell me confidence-wise, where do you feel, Nate, the Cowboys are right now? I think they took a step towards the right way because
1: the Eagles forced them to play 60 minutes of football. Other Mm -hmm. teams, they didn't fear enough to play 60 minutes. They had to play 60 minutes. They had to strain to get this win. This win from the inside, as far as a football analyst, and we talked about it earlier, as a football analyst, they had strain to get this win. This was not an easy win. So this is the thing Coach McCarthy talked about six games ago, five games ago, well, since the Minnesota game. Strain, you know, win these type of games where we lost last week with Jacksonville, we won this week with the Philadelphia Eagles. It was not pretty. And uh, people probably said defense gave up an abundance of points for the second week with 400 yards total. But this was a win where they did it without a pass rush. They had to strain. So, yeah, I, I like I like the steps they have taken, but it's just too bad what's coming up. I mean, they're going to play a skeleton team this coming week. So, it, I mean – They should blow this team out. But
2: anyway, go ahead. Don't start with that, Kurt. How do you feel confidence wise? (laughs) Mm. How how do you feel confidence wise coming out of this game?
3: Um, I like the fact that I think they did maybe prove to themselves that they could come back against a good team. They're down by ten twice, and and were able to do it. Um, I'm feeling pretty confident about that offense right now Mm -hmm. because I mean that's a top defense, if not the number one defense, and. You know they gave out sacks, they had their struggles here and Six there seven. yeah, but I think overall, I mean aside from that one horrible mistake right at the beginning, Dak had a great game and I think as an offensive unit they showed what they could do. defense well, they got it done in the end when they needed to, but you know that's that, that uh, you had mentioned last <laughs> week that it's time maybe for the offense to start carrying the load and they, <laughs> they definitely did it.
2: Yeah, um that that to me was the I guess the bright spot. Is that we saw this offense be in? The, no, it it was. It was it was a bright spot to see this offense kind of carry it. And I, I do have to give credit because, you know, we are on Dak a lot. The nation, mm-hmm. the country is fairly unfairly, however you want to you want to spin it. We are on him a lot, mm-hmm. and it didn't start well for him. No, mm. it, it didn't. It didn't. And, and I I don't know about you guys, but I'm sitting there, you know, after we just did our pregame show and. You know, you come out there and you throw – you have a wide open receiver and you kind of throw a ball right into Sweat's hands for a pick six. I go, "Uh uh-oh, here we go. Yeah, Yeah. And I thought, like, this was going to be the downward spiral of this football game and Dak would throw one of those. But he settled the troops. He settled himself. He settled the troops. And he said, all right, cool. I made a mistake. We're going to get through this. And then he proceeded throughout the rest of that game to have – a stellar performance and did what he had to do throughout that course of the game. There were a couple of plays that I go back and I look at that game. He had the one play where he had he was dead to rights for a sack. The safety had
1: blitzed. stood strong, yes.
2: Dead to rights for a sack that would have killed that drive, and that could have been a momentum swinger. But he was just a unit, stood strong in there, you know, kind of shoved off the defender and was able to get the ball out and not take a sack at that point in time. Then there were countless times in this game, maybe two or three times, two times I think he had two carries for 40-something yards he turned into mobile deck.
3: Mm. He turned into mobile <laughs> deck. It's a Christmas miracle. And I thought about
2: you. I thought about <laughs> you when he did it. I said, "Wow. He turned into mobile running deck. And he took a page, I thought winning deck. Mm. He took a page out of Jalen Hurts book yeah. of I'm gonna make now I'm gonna make you guys now play eleven on eleven. I'm going to be a viable option every single time. And again, you don't have to do it like Jalen Hurts. You don't have to do it 10, 12 times a game, but you just have to do it one or two times, which he did. And to gain significant yardage, where he was able to get first down, extend drives. To now, those underneath defenders can't just come flying out of there, back the coverage, and making you guess even not guess, but kind of read through coverages mm-hmm. even more. They now have to kind of say, "Whoa, he ran twice on us already." Like let's, let's let's stay here. And now that open up those windows to those passes that you want to make to cross the middle of Ceedee Lamb or Schultz or something like that. So for for to, to credit Dak and that offense to hey, seeing hey, him quick, do those man. things, yeah.
1: And I, and I kind of got distracted. And it stopped the games up front. The twist by the tackles and ends, oh, that really? stops that. That make you come as a wall. If you go to stunting and twisting with your tackles and your defensive ends, all of a sudden it opened up bigger lanes. And so it made them have to rush straight ahead. In their proper lane, so yes, sir, a yes. uh, uh, great analogy.
2: Yeah, and th- so th- th- those are the <clears> things that I looked at, and I thought those were positive things. If we can get Dak to kind of do that more heading into the playoffs, if a uh, make team say, "Hey, we got to watch him because he will run the football," because teams always want to get off the field on third down, defend- yes. defensively. Mm-hmm. And when he gives you that, it, it sometimes it's a kick in the heart because you are like, man, we had him. We mm-hmm. we, we third and eight. We we lived. We lived for third and eight. We gave up eleven to the quarterback because yeah. he scrambled. Yes. So yeah. if he can continue to do that, now I will say he has to understand sometimes too. Hey, big dog, don't don't go out of bounds with. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the, a little the,
3: clock mismanagement. Well, we're trying to in get there. this clock to run. That's two weeks <laughs> in a row.
2: First, Kelly, now you stay in bounds. You yeah. the, gave them an extra timeout, and and it could have come back to,
3: to bite you. Yeah, he had that, and then followed it with a. With well, the he sack, should have thrown away. Yeah, throwing it
2: away. So there, there were a couple of things that, you know, you can look at it and say, all right, that's teach tape stuff. But for the most part, mobile Dak showing up was definitely one that was a pleasant surprise to see. And I <clears> thought was, was a key contributor to winning this football game. Um, does this team, I think offensively, does this team. Or can this team, I should say, can this team consistently – how do I want to pose this question? Because I look at the way that this team operates and and I don't want to take anything away from it. But I want, this, I want to know, can this football team offensively get multiple guys going? What mm-hmm. do I mean by that? And I went back and I looked. Even when they blew out Minnesota, it was the Tony Pollard show. No one else had anything – no one else – Tony Pollard had almost over 200-something yards. Yeah. You see a guy like C.D. Lamb get going early in that first half. Eight catches, 103 yards, and a touchdown in the first half. Only the second player in Cowboy history to do so behind your guy, my guy, Michael Irvin, to do it back in like 93 or whenever it was. But it seems like when, when, when one guy gets going, nobody else gets going. Hmm. Like the yeah. run game weren't there. Tony Pollard, another one of those games where you look up and you go, Tony Pollard only had I think yeah, six rushes. Much. Yeah, it wasn't
1: much. I think he yeah, had six well, rushes. Hold on, now. this one time, Philly had something to do with that. Yeah. Uh, but, but, Philly had something to do with that. But when you go back that. and you look at but it. But he had 61 yards receiving. Who? Tony, didn't he have 61 yards uh,
3: receiving? No. No. He, well, no? He, yeah, he had six catches for 61 yards. Yeah, he had 61 okay. yards. And he had yeah. Nine, yeah. Uh, nine runs for 19 yards. So he wasn't doing anything on the ground, but he did. Philly wasn't
2: Philly having that, man. So I just They only got 115. I, I just want to know
3: yeah.
1: –
2: Offensively, can can this team get multiple guys going within a game? Like, can you get, you know, a hundred and a hundred and twenty
1: yard receiver and a hundred and fifty yard rush. Yeah, yeah. Can, can,
2: that's hard. They, they haven't
1: that, that, that is a yo question because me, I, I always felt that to win games, I always looked for my receiver to have a hundred and twenty, especially in today's NFL, mm-hmm. you know, with a, with a touchdown. And my running back to have 120 with maybe a couple of touches. I always, always thought in today's NFL that would be easy to get, but you know, with this team here, I'm with you, Jess. It's, it's like, but if well, it was this guy weak this week and last week it was that yeah. guy weak, so.
3: But if your running game as a whole is, they finished with 115. 15, yes,
1: is that?
2: That's good. What?
1: What?
3: what was y'all for these, carry? 3.7. That's where it hurts. Where, that's where it hurts. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: The thing is, and I understand what you're saying, Jesse, to have a true dynamite offense, you got to have so many weapons going into the playoffs, you know, that you can't be stopped, that you truly can't be stopped. We are seeing C.D. Lamb pick up his game in the last three weeks. He's picked up his game, but he picked up his game. All of a sudden, where was he in the second half? Mm-hmm. You know, why didn't Tony – you know, why wasn't Tony? Well, I think a little bit of that goes to the credit of uh, the defense of Philadelphia. But in these next two weeks, you, I, you're going to have to have those guys. Unless your quarterback is going to give you those 40 well, – I think he had 40 yards rushing. Yep. Unless he's going to give you that on an average where he, he picking shoes in a smart time to run the ball and, and, and slide down – you may he may be that second guy. Like we know that three guys for the Philadelphia Eagles are gonna show up. Sanders, Brown, and the quarterback. Them three guys are showing up. Now anything else you get is gravy. But you're gonna have to account for those three guys. Yeah. Yeah. And so who are our three guys? We just have a we gotta count our two backs is one guy. Right. But it can CeeDee Lamb. Control a game. That's the question you ask. Can he get involved and control a game?
2: Well, not only – I mean, cause we've seen him be able to get involved, but can can someone come alongside of him and help him? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
1: we'll, we'll see. Um, Brown got hurt yesterday, but every time he ran on the field, Diggs was like, do I got him this time? Do I got him this time? You know what I'm saying? I don't think unless it's a third in some incredible number – where people double team Lamb, ain't nobody saying, I got some Lamb this time. Because and I'm asking you, Jesse, did
2: they shed CeeDee
1: Lamb yeah, out? I was wondering
2: that. Or did the,
3: yeah, what happened in the, the second play hand? calling
1: shed him out?
2: We will answer that question on the other side of this break. As well as are you as confident now in this defense as you once were earlier in the season? A lot of things transpiring defensively. I want to know where you guys are at in the sense of is this a championship, still a championship worthy defense? Stay right here with us on the other side of the break. We'll answer the CD Lamb question, we'll answer the defensive question. This is Hanging with the Boys. We'll be right back. Feel me.
4: I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. And talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today.
0: Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find this at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo quiero, yo quiero guacamole. With the
5: boys. Back to Hanging With The Boys. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to Hanging with the Boys on this Victory Monday. Cowboys victorious over the Philadelphia Eagles 40-34 at AT&T Stadium. Dak Prescott went off with 347 yards and three touchdowns. He did what he was supposed to do. CeeDee Lamb finished with 10 catches, 120 yards, and two touchdowns? Two Touchdowns? Um, think a touchdown or two touchdowns, it doesn't matter. I know one thing. Anytime CeeDee Lamb goes in motion, touchdowns. two touchdowns. Anytime CeeDee Lamb goes in motion and he fixes and tucks his chain in, it's a win. <laughs> he's two for two. That's twice this year he went in motion and was tucking his chain in as he's going in motion and scored a touchdown. So I don't know what that play is called, but we should just call it chain. I wonder if he does that every time
3: or if that's a tell now that he's – Ball's coming to me. I'm putting my chain in. Oh, that's that could be. I hope not. Ooh. You know, I hate looking mm. at TV. Why? <laughs>
1: I, I hate looking at TV, man, especially these sports. Because how San Francisco – Get two quarterbacks out of the game, and they're 11-3, 11-4. and, three, 11 and four. How?
3: They're hot. They're How? A lot of guys are on,
2: what, what you got on your mind,
3: Pretty Jess? good Come system.
2: On. All right, so we talked about before in the end of the break uh, with CeeDee Lamb. Goes off in the first half of that football game, and in the second half of that football game, he only had two catches for 17 yards. And some may ask, you know, what happened, you know, Was it the coverage? Was it CeeDee Lamb? Was it the play calling? And to be honest with you, from from my vantage point and what I watch, it's a combination of it all. It really is. It's it's a combination of it all. When you look at what CeeDee Lamb was doing in the first half, he was everywhere. He was outside on the right, outside on the left, in the slot on the right, in the slot on the left, in motion. Like he was doing all of these different things to get you off kilter, and, and they weren't shadowing him with Darius Slay. They were playing him however they, wherever he lined up, however he lined up. That's who was the guy that was going to defend him, and he was eating, obliterating the 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 Philadelphia Eagles secondary. And I think in the second half, the movement stopped, the motion stopped a little bit. You know, it was kind of just like stagnant. I don't know why? And when 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 the player is stagnant like that, it's easier to 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 bracket him. It's easier to double him. Uh, so I think it's it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of Kellamore keeping him engaged and keeping him in the same type of rhythm that he did in the
3: first half. Yeah.
2: And also the defense that, "All right, someone else is going to have to beat us."
3: Seems strange that we go away from it.
2: You know what? Uh, this
1: this is about CD Lamb, but it ain't. I'm unlucky as a fan. This guy to be the only dude that can catch balls when people coming at him, and he so quickly can make a move to make them miss mm-hmm. while the ball's still in the air. He's kind of but that's
2: but that's what this is the part that frustrated people because that's who CeeDee Lamb was yeah. at Oklahoma. Yes, it was, sir. It was his yak. It wasn't. Yeah. It was always the ability to catch the ball right, right. and then. The after, <laughs> yeah, it, there was. That was always his thing: get the ball short distances, and then be able to turn, make guys miss, break a tackle, run through a tackle for the yak yards after. Yeah. So when he wasn't doing it here, people were like,
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: this is what you were built on. This is this this is was this was who you were. So, um, you know, but but that goes back to that that glitchy part when it comes to Kellen Moore, that we talk about as he can have those moments of sheer genius. Yeah. And then you can have those head scratching moments like, the hell are you doing? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like and that's that that's a difficult thing. But such is life, CD Lamb goes off and he's he has he has staked his claim as wide receiver one. There was questions about that. Mm-hmm. I questioned it coming into the year, but I think at this point in time he is
3: undoubtedly. Elite receivers now. No, he's He's still growing. He's still growing.
2: He's not in a conversation grown. with with the Justin Jeffersons of the world.
1: No. no, he's in that second tier. Yeah, and he's still growing. I told you I Say some people. Some people just came out like that, man. Hey, I am that guy, and watch me work. Mm-hmm. He he's like, I got I got to learn to be that guy, because even his post game interview was like, I'm humble. I don't get too high. I don't get too low. He don't. You don't. You don't see him over there. Kind of with that old. You know, walking to the sideline like I'm open though You know, he just he's, he's steady now. But now now I think Jesse, tell me if I'm wrong. Now we need to get him the ball a little bit more. A lot. Yeah. A
3: you lot know. more. A how, lot more. How long did it take Irvin and Bryant? How many seasons did it take Irvin and Bryant to get to that? At least it took
1: Irvin by. about a year and a half because he came in and had to establish himself. Because they had some some pretty decent guys, but he came in and established himself. But I, I remember the Washington game. I, I want to say his rookie year, and I may could be wrong. And know, uh, he came to the huddle and said, "Hey, man, I can beat this dude." I looked at him and said, "Dawg, that's Daryl Green. I got this little <laughs> dude. I got this little dude." You know, he and he was he was respecting Daryl's athletic ability and his speed, but he knew one thing: he said, "I will body this dude up." Right? He like Nate this. He is a great athlete. He is fast, but I will body him up. Get me that ball on a slant. He can't stop me.
2: Yeah, Dez walked in. Yeah,
3: yeah, Dez walked guys. in.
2: Dez, yeah. Dez walked in, told you from the jump. I- I'm not here. I'm not here to carry pads. I'm here to compete. So mm-hmm. he he walked in right away, and that was that's just who he, he been was.
1: Do- he has been doing this since high
2: school. Yeah, he been throwing, <laughs>
1: throwing up since high school. Yeah,
2: and that's why he's that's why he's yeah. the, the, the the franchise. I watched leader. him. In, and, uh, I Get really watched down. him in high school. He, <laughs>
1: Love it.
2: Not love it was another school. Lufkin.
1: anyway, Lufkin. Lufkin. He I, I used to be like, what this young boy doing? Throw it he up. Waving his hands up. <laughs> throw it
2: up. Throw it up. And it, it worked out for him from, from Loving. I mean from Lufkin yeah. to Oklahoma Holy State day. to the National Football League. Yeah. To being the Cowboys all-time leading touchdown grabber. <laughs> yeah. Uh hey, just throw it up for Des yeah. Bryant. All right. Now as we move to the defense of side of the ball.
1: I thought you were going to do this in the last segment. We, so, we're going to talk two segments. Yeah. Okay.
2: All right. So, <laughs> mm, it's time to get real. <clears throat> this defense, I don't feel as confident. And I'm going to go around the room and ask you guys the same question I asked you when it came to the offense. Kurt, how confident coming out of this football game are you at this defense? is at a caliber where you feel like it can be the driving force or at least a, a serious, considerable com- component to the Cowboys making a deep playoff run?
3: Well, I I think they can be a serious component, but I, I don't have the same confidence as I did, like, the first month of the season. Or mm-hmm. first, and I don't know if it's – I mean, guys are missing – they're missing uh, several guys yesterday. Hankins at the run game. Vandirish, Brown, Lewis. I mean, they're missing some guys. Vanderish, run game. And they've gang. got some other guys just flat-out banged up. Micah still looks like he's a little worn out, you mm-hmm. know, calling timeout later at the end, which might have been pretty smart of him to do. But still, I, I just – they don't look the same as they did before. They're good, but they don't they look the dominant. They are
1: not the same. They are not the same. When they was running that running round on fire the first five or six – five games I thought quarterback became injured, uh, Dak became injured, and I just repeatedly say, y'all, this is going to catch up with us. Uh, even though we was hitting them with waves and waves of guys, it's still the same guys making the plays that were getting rest. As the season go on and guys get banged up and guys don't get that rest, 28 – I mean, excuse me, 32 – 34 minutes, excuse me, that's too much. If we'd have been at 30, 32, giving them 28, 27 uh, a game to play, it's, it, it is built up. And now you are scared to take uh, number 11 off the field. He is He's getting beat up. He yeah. is, I, saw him, I saw him the other day for the first time. Uh, he went to rush, and the guy just jammed him up and had a perfect set. He usually could figure out a way. But he kind of just, you know, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to wait on the quarterback to move, you know, because somebody else was making – and he was just waiting to make a move. And that normally isn't him. Now you can call it veteran savvy, getting smarter, you know, waiting to jump up in the air to try to knock down a ball. But you can't continue to get your defense beat up and think that, they're going to they gonna last the whole season. It is caught up with us through injuries. It is caught up with us through how have to, have to uh, play the majority of the game, especially early in the season. And more importantly, man, the teams are going to get better. This is –
3: sure.
1: this – you cannot – you can hope for four turnovers a game. Hope is not a strategy. But as the game <laughs> – as the game Hope is and never will be a strategy, but I'm just saying as the game go on and the better teams you play, they're not trying to give up that ball. especially the smarter quarterbacks, they ain't doing nothing stupid. you're gonna have to get them off a true misread or force them to do something through your sheer great athletic ability. So, they ain't going to make those bad moves. Like, we saw this kid. Uh, Gardner Minshew. Oh, no. and no, I'm talking oh. about the running back. Uh, Miles, that ain't his nature. Right, right, right. right. You know, he they're going to be weary of that. Uh, so, four turnovers, like you say, Jets, hope ain't a strategy, but we do have it. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you get one or two turnovers a game with no pass rush, it ain't happening, bro. Mm-hmm. We're... We are a, gr- a good defense. Three, four weeks ago, we were a great defense. We are a, due to injury, we are in, the, in a lack of uh, not being fresh. We are just a good defense. Now, we're a good, solid defense. That's, you know, everybody know their position now.
2: Yeah, over the last two games before yesterday, uh, before Saturday's game, the Cowboys were giving up 31.5 points per game. The opposing team's offense were converting third downs at a fifty-six percent clip. Yes. And they only had one sack up to that point. Well, after that game, you all you have to do is do the numbers. If they were giving up thirty-one and a half points per game and they gave up thirty-four points a game this game, that number goes up. Yes. They were at almost I think they were like sixty or seventy percent Philadelphia was on converting third downs, yes. that number will continue to go up. And guess what? The sack number? 57%. They were 57%. So, again, that number will go up. And the sack number stayed the same. The last three games, the Cowboys have gotten one sack on the quarterback. So That's surprising. It's very
3: surprising. As much pressure as they were given earlier in the year. And,
2: And, you know, Gardner Minshew, not saying that he's a bad quarterback, when you give up 355 yards to Gardner Minshew in a shootout, you know that says a lot. You know about 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 your defense. So
3: is that, or maybe we got to go to break? But is that because, like you said, this I mean, it's the same guys. Are they that tired, or is it a scheme thing where teams have figured out how to block them, and Quinn needs to come up with a little different? Bright I will ears. give
2: you my answer on the other
3: side. Sigh, of this break. I, 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 Ooh, I, that's a tear
1: because I got a show. I want to give you mine. Thank you. And Jess. Nate
2: will give you his answer. Yeah, thank right. you. On the other side of that break, so you guys stay right here with us because I have an answer. Nate has an answer for Kurt's questions, and we want you to hear it. This is hanging you with too, the boys, you the number too. one watch show on YouTube <laughs> across the Dallas Cowboys network. It's the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel, feel. us. Mm, yeah. Feel when we speak. I forgot earlier, but I didn't forget it there. Stay right here with us. We'll be right back.
5: Yes.
0: Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want great, fresh tasting, ready to serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo, Yokiero, Yo, kiero guacamole.
5: SeatGeek has your back, no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are.
2: With the Welcome back to Victory Monday. We are here live at the Star, where the victorious Cowboys win over the Philadelphia Eagles, forty to thirty-four. Boom. Mm-hmm. They beat us with our backup quarterback. We beat them with their we got our lick back and beat them with their backup quarterbacks. So I don't wanna hear none of that. Oh, we backup quarterback. No, y'all got us when we had our backup quarterback. Yeah. We got y'all back. So this kind of was set up. I, I would like to see the trilogy. <laughs> yes. That'd be fun. I would like to see That's the trilogy. The second round. I wish here, it right? was here. I don't know.
3: But <laughs> it will be in Philadelphia. Yeah.
1: Second it would, round. It will be
2: in Philadelphia. If computer's listening, mm. Troy Vincent, if you're listening, come on, Troy. Mm. Set up, make those refs make this happen. And that's what computer says. The refs, computer, the refs Shannon says
1: it's gonna be all right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 we had lunch. We had lunch with our boy Shannon today. It was good. It was good to see him. chop it up. Chris uh, didn't show up for Shannon. us. Yeah. Well, you know,
4: Chris works. So someone didn't show up for me. Ooh. Ooh. Do your
2: job. Mm. That's what mm-hmm. Chris is saying right there. You know, be accountable. Show up when you're supposed to show up. Ghost me today. Quit showing the TV, man. Oh, talking about ghosts. Talking about ghosts, the nickname of one (laughs) T.Y. Hilton, the number 16 with the locks out there. Listen, I'm like Michael Irvin. If T.Y. wants to change his name to Mr. Third and Long or Third and 30, be my guest. Keep the name alive. Keep 1 6 alive. Because every time they see 1 6, they're going to think about your boy. Is that, is that how Mike Learn was saying? Keep, keep 1 6 alive. Because if it's going to happen, it's going to think about me. So I want you to think about. No. But yeah. Yeah. If TY wants to change his name into third and 30 or Mr. Third and Long. This is 16. Oh, no. It's 18, right? That's 18. That's 16. 16. Yeah. 16 making plays all day but long. Nah. He made a bad play last week. Jacoby Myers. He threw that ball back and lost the game. All right. So, Kurt. <laughs> You posed a question. I hope you remembered it because I didn't. Yeah, defense. Just, you posed a question out of the before we went to the break, and I said we would answer it on the way
3: back. So, yeah, this, this defense was just had so much pressure the first part of the year. It was just you know leading the league in pressures that sort of thing. It's still the same players, so why aren't they creating that pressure now? Is it? They're just worn out. Has other teams figured out how to block them? Does Dan Quinn come up with other schemes? What's what's going on? All
1: the above. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not. I'm not joking. And this team has been physically beat up, fellas. And they have won games, but I'm telling you, when you run for 200 and you run for another 200, then the next week you run for 166. That hurts. That hurts, man. You're losing time of possession. Everybody knowing where you line up. Now, Michael Schubert, this guy Parsons is a defensive end. He's he's not a surprise anymore. Hmm. And everybody know he's got speed galore. So that's how they setting him now. They kind of letting him get and they, they say, I just gotta get on my I don't, I don't know what you young boy call, I gotta get on my horse and I gotta run now. just run him round round the loop. I'm going to tell you where Mike messed up three times at the end of the game that, uh, this past week. He had to backtrack himself. And when you have to backtrack yourself as a, as a defensive I mean, lineman, he took three inside pass rushes, flushed the quarterback out to his left. That means he done ran in the seven or eight yards. This kid floats out to about 15 yards. Now you got to run another 15 yards. That was wasted reps. It was clear that he's supposed to have an outside contained. If he rushes outside, I keep you inside. Now, but if I come in here, you flush out there. I got to go around Jesse right. and run out there. And I'm running wide open because speed is my asset. That's my superpower. But you're draining yourself.
3: Was he not doing his assignment?
1: No, nah, he, he couldn't have been his assignment because it wasn't a rollout. It wasn't a design rollout. And if they telling you, they're, they're never going to replace you. They're always going to replace you. If I tell you to rush inside, I'm going to have somebody coming up, a linebacker, a, a tackle or something, getting out there, making sure this guy don't break contain. So he overworked himself. You saw him at the end of the game talking about, yeah. You he overworked himself, and I know he. I sounded good. Now he's a politician. Now he's learning. <laughs> yeah, I felt that the team needed to get a last thirty seconds. I mean, we were all gasping. No, homie, you were gasping. <laughs> yeah, you were gasping from the, from from Micah the Great Gasping. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> okay. Now, this is the thing about it, and and I'm comparing, I think, apples to apples. When you look at Philly defense, they have three defensive linemen and they have 55 sacks. Now, those 55 sacks, four of these defensive linemen have 36 of those sacks. That's a lot of sacks. That tells me that these guys can individually control games, you know, and together they have 55 sacks. And the front seven has 46 of those sacks. Mm -hmm. So that tells you their front seven can individually control a game. We can't do that. When we were sacking people at our highest points, we had safeties getting sacks. We had defensive ends. We had guys that was – Dante Fowler had a couple of games. Mm-hmm. Armstrong had a couple of games. Uh, everybody had a couple of games. Before Jay Lou left, he got him a sack. So they was coming from everywhere with the scheme. Now they got the book on us. Okay, when we set up like this, this is normally what they're going to give us. They may tweak – they may put a player here, a player, but they, they. this is what they look like. You know, Jess, once we get the book as offensive coordinators – We can start dictating some of this. Now you have to be perfect in how you rush, how you scheme, how you play the games and the stunts, because they're missing key integral parts to this thing, and it's putting pressure on your studs. We have two guys, I think, that can take over games. That's Michael Parsons, that's Diggs, and that's sometime number 90. The other guys have just been in there doing their jobs. We don't have four or five guys like Philadelphia on their defense. Graham can take over a game. Fletcher Cox can take over a game. During the playoffs, Sue going to dominate a game in the run. Hargraves had ten sacks and did not make the Pro Bowl. Ten sacks. He had five negative run plays yesterday. I'm going to watch the teams that bear watching. That's why I can't keep watching this TV because the, the 49ers are irritating me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the teams that
1: can make a difference yeah. in your playoff life. Yeah.
2: And, you know, Nate literally covered everything. He covered everything. But I, will, I do want to give kind of some, some credit to some guys. Um, you know, looking through and trying to find defenders. Shout out to Deron Bland. Like this, this kid, you know, this kid is is a guy who's kind of been waiting around and playing in spurts and playing here and there. And every single time his number's been called, he stepped up. Training camp,
3: Mm.
2: from training from training camp to Philadelphia. Yes, there has not been a time that his number has been called where he has not shown up. And I think the biggest thing about what you look at, Deron Bland, that he has, he has. Um, he has an instinctual football mindset where he may not have all of the physical skills that some of the guys who went higher than him has have. have mm-hmm. But his instinctual football mindset puts him in position to make the plays that he makes and what athleticism that he does have. You couple that with the information and the knowledge and the instincts. Like, that's a huge part of this thing, man, when you're playing football is, you know, I've, I've seen Good Nate, boy, you've seen you, – you, You've mm. had a lot of dudes who had um, just all-out skills but no instincts. Yes. Not, not understanding when the perfect – when the time is to do certain things or when you have the instincts and you know and you couple that with information – and knowledge of of what's happening and what you're supposed to be doing, man, you got a dangerous football player. And I think with Deron Bland, and that's one of the biggest things that Kelvin Joseph lacks. Mm. Doesn't lack speed. Doesn't lack the, the 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 physical traits. When you when you when you line him up and you say, all right, do the three cone drill, do the L drill, backpedal, open your hips, all those things, check, 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 check. Then you put him on a football field and you go, well, what? what, 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 what happened? <laughs> You have all the you have all the things that make for a good player, but you're not playing good. It's lacking that instinctual football knowledge. And I think Deron Bland has that, and, and he showed up in that football game in a major
1: way. meets opportunity. Boom,
2: success, bro. Boom. Yeah, I think that that's going to help this football team going forward. But to Nate's J-Ron Jaron Curse, Jaron Curse.
3: They were kind of bouncing. They were, they were trying some things at cornerback. You know, yeah, when the, when Sean Wright got some time. The new kid, Alexander. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna know, tell I you something,
1: it. man. I, I just, Jess, you are so correct. You know, and, and I tell people, you know, sometimes you gotta, I mean, who would have thought, and I'm not being funny, who would have thought that Hankins coupled with Leighton Van der Isch and Anthony Brown, guys who have specific jobs, when I mean, we don't really think they're great, great at their jobs. Now they're gone, and it's really hampered our yeah. defense.
3: Is there anything Quinn can do to to help increase that pressure and all? Man, it's
2: tough when you don't have. See, when, when people talk about you know next man up or next guy up or this or that, and then the third, it, it's tough. It's tough when you when you when you're now playing second, and third string guys. Who, when that rotation gets out of whack a little bit, it, it becomes very tough to now call mm-hmm. up things. Because even when you call it, you can call it all day. Yeah.
3: There's but a reason why. If you ain't got the guy to things. go get
2: home, yeah. then you just call them plays. L- let me tell you
1: something. This is where Jimmy and Coach Landry did not play. What you doing on that practice field when the first two teams are working? What are you doing on that practice field? Are you absorbing mentally everything that you can? So when we make a call back there, and it's a call-win call, but maybe once with the first team, are you ready so that double move won't get you. I'm I'm serious, Mm You're right. I'm telling you, it's what you do with the extra film work. Are you willing – see, the one thing about basketball, the good coaches, if you don't play a certain number of minutes after the game, whether you own the road or not, you got to run after the game. And that, that ain't happening out here. They have no regiment where you have to do extra when you don't get so, so many reps because if you do they're going to call the player
2: association
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they don't know the player association going to get that team in trouble but
2: you won't be in the league long right mm-hmm. yep Alright, man. Uh, again, great win for the Cowboys. I think a huge confidence builder, builder for them to beat the Philadelphia Eagles, see themselves in the win column. The hopes are kind of still there. We'll see what Philadelphia does this week. The Cowboys, this is going to be a huge week for the Cowboys because we're hearing talks where uh, Tennessee breaks, may talking. not have to even play this game because of, it doesn't matter <laughs> who breaks. they have to play. But this short week means something. Talk about a team that's already battered and bruised <laughs> in the Cowboys. You play on Saturday and you got to turn right Back around and play on a Thursday night on the road and potentially against potentially play. against Derrick Henry. That that is a that that is a that's a unit Hassan Haskins,
1: Julius Chestnut. Those are the guys playing because uh-huh. the game is not this week. They, whatever happened between them and Jacksonville don't matter this week for both teams. There ain't no way in the world I play my boy Henry. <laughs> well, Please don't play Henry because he's just as big as <laughs> the reason I don't really want to play because he's just as big as as Parsons. He is. Yeah, yeah. He, every every bit of that. So, <laughs> if he ch- if he chipped Parsons, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but a big Cowboy victory, man, and, and and that again keeps the hopes alive of the Cowboys potentially winning this division depends on how much Jalen Hurts I is hurt and, and what I, I'm just I have to say it. I gotta say it. Don't lock me I gotta they say hope it. The fans will say it to me. You hope is not I hope it's not a strategy. <laughs> hope it's not a strategy. Why you gotta call me out? I'm just. Tra- <laughs> All right, man. We're out of here, man. Kurt, appreciate brother. you, brother. Thank Nate. you, man. Thank you. There's Newey Scruggs. Yeah. What's up, Newey? What's up, Newey? What's going on, my brother? You good? <laughs> All right. Hey, for Chris, for Nate, for Kurt, for Jesse. This is hanging with the boys. We'll see you guys tomorrow,
1: bro. Where will Jazzy, Bye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
5: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!